Welcome to the Jesse Garcia Show, your half-hour home for politics, culture, and art. We come to you every Monday with a new story about your world. Today's guest is Aaron Overman from Gays Against Guns, an inclusive direct action group of LGBTQ people and their allies. Gays Against Guns, also known as GAG, is taking on the gun industry from its investors, manufacturers, the NRA, to the politicians who block safer gun laws. I want to thank all of you following Jesse Garcia's show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For more information about the show, visit jessegarciashow.com. Ready to dance to the beat of a different drum? DC Different Drummers invite you to their upcoming April 7th concert in Washington, DC. They will put on a special symphonic concert entitled Shall We Dance, featuring a repertoire of concert band pieces inspired by the art of dance. The concert takes place at 7 p.m. Saturday, April 7th at the Church of the Epiphany located at 1317 G Street Northwest near the Metro Center. Tickets are available at www.dcdd.org. That's dcdd.org. And here's your weekly news update. March 5th arrived, and there's still no resolution for youth and young adults enrolled in the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program, also known as DACA. This morning in Washington, D.C., thousands of protesters organized by United We Dream rallied on the National Mall to call for a pathway to citizenship for millions of immigrants, which include DACA recipients. Several of the protesters ended up outside the office of House Speaker Paul Ryan, demanding to meet with him to get a Clean Dream Act passed. Six months ago, President Donald Trump ended the Obama-era DACA program, which allowed some youth and young adults who entered the country as minors to receive a renewable two-year deferred action from deportation and a work permit. As of last year, 800,000 individuals were enrolled. As reported on CNN, March 5th was originally conceived to be the deadline. When Trump ended the DACA program back in September, he created a six-month delay to give Congress time to come up with a legislative version of the policy. The Department of Homeland Security was going to renew two-year DACA permits that expired before March 5th, and March 5th was to be the day after which those permits began expiring for good. But several federal judges nixed Trump's action and ordered Homeland Security to resume renewing all existing DACA permits. The Supreme Court declined the Trump administration's unusual request to leapfrog the appellate courts and consider immediately whether to overrule those decisions. According to CNN, court intervention effectively rendered the March 5th deadline meaningless and, along with congressional failure to pass a legislative fix, Compromise on a DREAM Act seems highly unlikely. Still, activists are determined, and the next opportunity coming up is March 23rd, the next government funding deadline. The date has some lawmakers suggesting that they may try to use the must-pass package of funding bills as a point of leverage.
While many Americans are still mourning the 17 students and teachers killed in Parkland, Florida this past February, one group is still fighting for justice for the 49 people murdered in Orlando back in 2016. So much anger, fear, and hurt has rallied members of the LGBTQ community to take action on gun violence after that fateful night when a shooter entered the Pulse nightclub and gunned down patrons. Since that tragic night, Gays Against Guns chapters across the United States have mobilized to make gun violence a gay issue. Today we talked to a DC member of the local Gays Against Guns chapter about the group's plans for this month's National March on Washington for gun control. So I want to thank Aaron Overman from GAG for appearing on this podcast, a very busy man. You're all over the place. I'm so happy you were able to join us today to talk about gun control and the activism that you've been doing this past two years since the Pulse shooting. Right, right. Thanks for having me, Jesse. What made you get into the whole gun control issue? Sure. So you, you just mentioned that that gag was started after Pulse, and, and um, we actually were. We were started two days after Pulse, uh, and it was in uh, New York City. A group of guys, um, mostly guys, but some girls uh, from New York City started gag, and, and uh, they marched in the Pride Parade uh, up in New York a couple weeks later, and uh, the D.C. chapter started right around the same time. So it was a reaction to that horrible mass shooting that now has been displaced as the worst mass shooting ever uh, in America and um, a lot of uh, heartache and a lot of just sort of anger that had to be channeled into something. Um, uh, we It was a bunch of queers who stood up and said, we're not going to take this anymore. We're going to fight um, the NRA and we're going to fight these these powers that uh, that keep um, people's lives from being saved and keep things... Um, no, nobody does anything. So we were stood up and said, we have to do something. And that's where GAG was started. Has it been difficult to frame this as a gay issue? Trying to connect these two, you know, gay rights and gun control to the same crowd? Hmm. That's a really good question. Um, part of, I, I think the the Pulse shooting almost sort of did that in some ways. Um, it was mostly um, Latinx people who were shot and killed that day in Florida, and or that night in Florida. Um, and so you, you already had kind of an intersection of this horrible event that was Latino um, population plus gay population. And um, it, it, it sort of, Pulse came out, I, I'm sorry, the Pride Fund sort of started right around the same time as well. So that's a group that, um, that advocates for gay rights as well as for uh, gun control. And so uh, has it been hard? I'm not sure. I think uh, there is a lot of um, sort of latent activism in the queer community that, that sort of maybe took a little bit of a pause um, after uh, the marriage ruling and, and, and sort of the explosion of sort of, uh, you know, gay rights for, for people being more solid. But then we had this shock to our system uh, yes, in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, because sometimes it's so hard for people that are focused, you know, we got marriage, we got the repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell, but we have the Employment Non-Discrimination Act, we got trans rights, so we have to still concentrate on school bullying issues and a whole lot of issues dealing with gender and sexual orientation and, and gender identity. Back when I was in Texas, dealing with the whole immigrant issue and trying to make that a gay rights issue, a lot of people pushed back 
saying this is not our this is not our fight mm. but somehow this looks like it's picking up steam quickly and there's no arguments need to be made for the cause for our safety because pulse shooting was just so traumatic it was very targeted yes we had a senator that was sitting out uh out of an election that said he was going to run because of that specific incident marco rubio and now he rears his head again for this latest shooting in florida and disappoints a lot of people what are your thoughts about that about marco rubio yeah <laughs> <laughs> using i think he used pulse to kickstart a senate campaign after he said he was done with politics but now he's sort of like in the middle of this new gun control debate because of his actions right after the florida shooting right right well he's i think a perfect definition of of say a lot and and do nothing um he's uh very very clearly placed inside on the side of the nra he never speaks out against them um he votes every time for their agenda he's um in their pocket he truly is he's taken over three million dollars from the nra and it shows in his votes so um it, it's uh you know you can listen to what politicians say but you can also watch what they do and he has done nothing for gun control and he's done nothing to help his, his constituents in florida be saved from mass shootings and mass shootings so since pulse what has gay gays against guns gag done accomplished some races that you've been concentrating on can you tell us about it sure um our number one uh um focus this year and it wasn't in 2016 as well um uh, was the barbara comstock uh um seat uh, virginia's 10th district in congress um so she represents an area right outside of washington about 20 miles away um it's a it's a swing district that went for hillary clinton and um it but the she won uh she won her race in 2016. So we've been going um, after her sort of in 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 the ways that GAG does. We, we do kind of um, fun activism. We uh, went to the the 17th Street, um, the high heel race, the high yeah. heel race. Yeah, um, the local the, LGBT high heel race that raises a lot of awareness. And it's just a fun uh, way of getting the community together. Yeah, yeah. So we went to that all dressed as Barbara Comstock. So I think there were like <laughs> nine of us or ten of us. And uh, we um, we wrote a song about how much money she took from the NRA and just dragged her. She she doesn't meet with her constituents. She won't hold a town hall. She votes against their interests every time. She's also another politician in the pocket of the NRA. And she's an easily winnable seat um, uh, this this fall. So um, we, we didn't get her out of Congress last time around, but we hope to this time. And it's something that's doable because y'all did that with John Micah in Florida. Right. Um, I'm not uh, familiar with um, GAG's involvement in that, but Pride Fund. Um, the Pride was, Fund. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. The Pride Fund really centered on this congressional, rep uh, this U.S. representative that actually represented the district in, across the street from the Pulse nightclub. And it literally took money just days after Pulse from the NRA, just a $1,000 check. And a lot of activists got upset and they voted, they were able to turn that, flip that seat. And it was a really close, like 51 to 49%. Stephanie, uh, Representative Stephanie Murphy now controls the seat. I have a friend, Fausto, that interns in her office in Florida. So shout out to Fausto. Um, 
that's what you're planning to do with Barbara up here. Yes, yes, and I think you know she's a she's a winnable seat. Um, hopefully, we can get a, a a strong candidate to go against her. The primary hasn't happened yet uh, in Virginia, the Democratic primary, but um, uh, there's there's uh, several folk, really good folks running. How many chapters of Gays Against Guns are across the nation? So, because we're so loosely organized, I don't yeah. think that the, there's like a formal count. But yeah. there, um, New York is the strongest and biggest. Um, we're, we're we're small, but we're also strong in DC. Um, and there's a chapter in Orlando. Um, I just heard that a chapter in Boston started. There's some folks in um, in Los Angeles. Those are the ones that I'm familiar with. Um, but you know, it's really up to people in the community. Anybody could start a gag chapter in any city. It's not like a formalized process. Do you have like a, a website that people can look up? Absolutely. So um, the our we do most of our stuff on Facebook and, and Gag DC. So if you go to Gays Against Guns DC, um, the the group that's called Gays Against Guns is New York. Um, if if you're wondering kind of why we might have a little bit different yeah. things going on, but we work together a lot. Um, so yeah, look us up on Facebooks, and, and we're also Gays X Guns DC on Twitter. Awesome. Now. Do you think America is ready to elect a Congress that's going to tackle gun control? I think America is very hungry for change in a lot of different ways. And gun control is one of the areas that almost everyone agrees, like more than 9 out of 10 Americans agree that, that there should be stricter background checks, that you shouldn't be able to buy a gun on the Internet. Um, the, the issue of, um, of uh, military assault weapons on our streets is something that almost everyone agrees that we don't need them. We don't want them. And so I think that there's a there's a hunger in America for change on this issue, and most people agree. And there happens to be one political party that is aligned in total opposition to any changes on guns. One of the reasons why I think they're, they're ready for change is because the Republicans have the Congress. I mean, both Senate and the House. They have the presidency. But... The NRA is close to seeing some of its rules change, you know, and they have they control everything right now. But they're seeing people, you know, talk about banning certain weapons, um, talking about the age restrictions moving. Um, and this is all being done under Republican control of government. So it's just amazing that a very powerful organization is seeing the tide turn what in what should be favorable conditions and thanks to activists like you that keep the conversation going because mass shootings are never going to stop unless things get done now can you tell me um what are some of the laws that you've seen that are being proposed that people really need to look out for sure um so the day of the Parkland shooting, it was it was uh, Valentine's Day. Um, Gag had a prior we had a prior action planned that day, and we went to Congress to protest the. Uh, it's called the Concealed Carry Reciprocity Act, and what it would do is any state that allows you to have a concealed carry weapons permit. Um, even if it's a rural state, South Dakota, let's say, um, you would be able to take your South Dakota concealed carry weapons permit into the District of Columbia, into New York City, into anywhere in America, literally anywhere, uh, and be able to legally carry that gun. So it's a 
it's one of the scariest things that I've ever seen uh, proposed because it would mean guns everywhere, legal guns everywhere. And um, we went to uh, protest that action with Senator Cornyn, um, who, who is a, a co-sponsor of that bill. And during the time that we were, um, a few of us were actually arrested in Congress for that day. I saw you being arrested. Tell us about uh, the actual arrest for people that don't, don't, when they see it on the news, they're like, wow. How did the, how does that go down? How, where do they send you? Where do they jail you? What are your rights after you're you're you're, you're being arrested? Tell us about what went down. Sure, yeah, it's it's not a small you know inconvenience to be arrested. You're you're locked up. You're put in handcuffs. Um, you're charged with a crime of. Um, it's it's basically obstructing it's it's obstructing something. So um, we were we were obstructing uh, the the lobby of the Hart Senate Office Building uh, and and told to leave by the Capitol Police. Um, we several of us did you know disperse, but but there were a few of us from New York and D.C. who who didn't follow their their commands um, and and were uh, locked up. So you you go to jail literally, um, and and uh, you know it's a it's following in the, in the tradition of. of people who have committed civil disobedience throughout throughout history i think it's important to show that um, we're willing to put our bodies on the line for um for for the causes that we think are are right and um you know everybody has a different way of doing that but being arrested is one of those ways one thing i admire about you is because you tend to see this through so many different you know you just don't like this florida high school shooting people are now paying attention because i think they saw it from a different point of view, where they actually saw cell phone footage of people being shot in front of them. These students, they got to see what these students saw. Because of technology, we're now in the middle of it. It's like, it's no longer we see students being um, paraded in front of high schools with their hands up in the air. We're actually inside seeing, hearing what they hear, seeing the blood that they see. Yeah. And I love that one of the posts that you post on Facebook, because I follow you on Facebook, is that where has all this action been in black communities that have been going through this for so long? It's just we're putting so much uh, emphasis on these shootings when it happens in a nice school. But what about other communities that have been going through all the same? I think it's important for people to know that this doesn't just happen in nice neighborhoods and we should act on it when it happens in nice neighborhoods. We need to act on it in every neighborhood. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And it's not that activism hasn't been been taking place, it's just been being ignored. Um, and, and thank God for these students who are standing up and, 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 and saying what's right and not giving up. I think you know the, the whole thoughts and prayers is basically saying, shut up, don't talk. Don't talk about this issue ever. Are you surprised how they're trying to label them crisis actors? I mean, the same people that were basically saying, these people that were just coming at David Hogg and Emma Gonzalez, how they're trying to just minimize their role. Shut up, you're young, you don't have a voice, you can't even uh, buy liquor. You you have no right to have an opinion, you know? Mm -hmm. Isn't it amazing that they're, they're so they're running scared with these children Absolutely, that are winning scared. the hearts of over America. Yeah, yeah. I, nothing these people do surprises me anymore. Um, so many of them are truly evil, and I don't, I don't like to mince words, and I don't like to 
exaggerate, but um, there's 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 evil afoot uh, among people who would lie so shamelessly about uh, traumatized children. That's just pretty sick stuff. So, um, but they're following leaders like Alex Jones and these other crazy people that just make lies up and then they spread them. Yeah, I think it's just with the kids. I number one. I got to give like props, uh, congratulations to the public school system that prepared them so well. Where the, when they're up there, they're just amazing telling their, speaking their truth. And this is how some of them are grieving because they need to see some justice for the students that they used to go to school with. And I see them trying to change the world. They still haven't been, they haven't been, how do you call it, dismayed. <laughs> when we get older, we figure out, oh, there's a system to, system to work with. No, they're fresh out of the gate. They have no, nothing can stop them. And um, I'm very happy that there's activists like you that keep the discussion going. And you're actually having an event. I mean, we have two things coming up in Washington, D.C. We have the actual March for Our Lives that we're going to see some of those students from Florida come speak at. What are you specifically doing with your group on March 24th? Sure. Yeah, we're really excited for the March for Our Lives. Uh, it's hopefully going to be a really great event and hopefully everybody can come. Um, it's going to be, you know, half the size or more of the Women's March is going to be huge. So please come. Um, the Gays Against Guns um New York and DC are going to meet up and uh, our plan is to do a large contingent of um, of people called we call them human beings and the, they're people who dress all in white and each person represents a, a single victim of gun violence so during that during the time where you're dressed all in white you're sort of representing the soul the, the departed soul of that person so we're going to um, be marching with human beings um, at, at the march for our lives as well as other people so um, representing victims of gun violence um, that that weekend uh, we also have a couple other things coming up um the, the gag ball yes the gag ball the gag ball is going to be really fun so we're doing it the week after the march for our lives to keep the momentum up and uh it's on march 31st which is a saturday and it's in the sort of early evening so 6 p.m uh until 10 p.m it's at the living room in dc which is right downtown it's a very cool space we're going to have drag performers singers um, you name it, a DJ. Uh, it, it's just going to be a really fun tea dance uh, event with entertainment. Uh, it's only $10, so um, please look that up on, on Facebook um, and, and uh, invite your friends to come to it. It's going to be a great event. Well, thank you so much, Aaron, for coming on the show and telling us about your work on this very important issue. And I hope to have you on the show again. Great. Thank you so much, Jesse. I really appreciate it.